Welcome everyone to episode 93 of the Missing Pieces podcast. If you're new here, my name's Greg, and this is my audio journal where I sit down once a week and discuss my life, Lego, and anything else that's on my mind. And this episode comes after a very special episode last week, which was episode 92, and that one was recorded live. It was recorded last Saturday, or streamed live last Saturday, where we had just come home from the beach, and I had gotten messages from people on Instagram asking me, like, what happened to me? Because it was a time where I really wasn't putting a lot of effort into making videos. I was trying to enjoy this last little bit of summer with my family. And I was like, all right, I got to get on and like, let these people know everything's okay. So I thought, well, missing pieces typically comes out on Sunday. Let's just record a live episode. I can discuss everything that I want to talk about and then open it up at the end for a conversation. And I did just that, which I actually really enjoyed. I know the episode itself was a little all over the place. I had Clark man in here with me and I was trying to tell like the story of our vacation, but it was, it, it was interrupted. I not really interrupted, but Clark man was interjecting into it and it was just kind of just all over the place but that's okay that's sometimes the way that life is and I find that when you just let things fly that's sometimes the best content that you can make uh, nonetheless that episode was recorded live and I enjoyed it quite a bit interacting with you guys uh, that being said this episode is going back to the the normal routine I do have some listener feedback uh, from last week of people that watched after the fact or left a comment after the fact so we'll be sharing that and I should say if there's anything that I discuss in this episode or don't discuss that you would like me to discuss in next week's episode, feel free to leave it as a comment or don't just sit back and listen or do whatever you're doing as we talk about this week in my life. And this week was one where it was a return to normal, I suppose. And it was actually kind of nice. Like you would think like, oh man, going on vacation, that's great. Coming back, not so great. Well, man, we'd just been going so hard this summer that it was nice just to come back and be like, hey, we don't have to do anything this week. There's nothing like really calling us. It was a week for me to kind of take all this footage that I had recorded for my vlog channel and start working my way through that and editing it and getting videos out for you guys to watch. And that felt good. I got back into making Lego content too, which I obviously enjoy if you couldn't tell. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of just returned to work for me and my work is my hobby. So that, that was good. Didn't really record much in the way of my life this week, so this episode will actually be nice for people that that really do care because you'll get to hear some of the things that that it, that I did this week. Uh, which starting with a poll that I did, I was really con contemplating this idea of short form content while we are away at the beach, and specifically TikTok. I feel like TikTok it has gotten really popular, and I personally enjoy perusing it every once in a while, but I find that when I do, I ended up spending way more time on there than I ideally like to. And when I'm done with it, I just don't feel good about myself because for me, and this is, this is just my personal opinion. So if you're a TikTok enthusiast, take this with a grain of salt, but I just feel like it's, it's like surface dwelling content, like with YouTube, and we'll compare these because I, I, I want to talk to you about this poll that I did. But with YouTube, I feel like when I subscribe to someone or when I watch a video, that extra time that a YouTube video takes, instead of it being 15 seconds or less or whatever, sometimes you're watching a video that's 10 minutes long, 15 minutes long, an hour long. Maybe it's a podcast. And you feel like you develop this relationship with the person that you're watching and you subscribe to them. And like it's it's like you know, you're, you're gaining something from it, whether it's information, whether it's educational, entertaining, whatever that is, like you're, you're, I think you're getting a lot of that on YouTube. You also get that on TikTok though, but it's a different form. TikTok is like a 
to me, it's almost like a slot machine where you're pulling that arm on that thing and uh, you're waiting for that thing to pop up. And if it's something good, you, you win. And if it's not, you flick it again and you like, you just keep going with this. And it's wildly engaging for that reason, but also very addicting uh, because it's hitting you with that serotonin uh, or whatever, like that dopamine hit, I guess is what it is. And you're, you're just like, you're constantly being fed. Whereas YouTube, it's more of like, just like a chill experience. And I know maybe for the younger audience, TikTok maybe like something that you like better because it is like more fast paced. And obviously like looking at the numbers, missing pieces being the, sh the longest form content that I do, this happens to be the least popular thing that I do because people just don't wanna dedicate that much time to one thing, especially just a dude talking about uh, his life. They wanna see uh, crazy trends or whatever whatever that thing is that, uh, whatever corner of TikTok that you've you've found yourself in because of the algorithm, because they, they're pretty good at feeding you what you want. But nonetheless, I was thinking, you know, it'd be really great for me to maybe explore some short form content. And I know obviously, a lot about TikTok. YouTube Shorts is this thing that I guess is competing with TikTok and trying to do what they're doing, but on the YouTube platform. And I've seen people do shorts. I have never done one myself. Uh, for me in particular, I feel like sh the shorts interfere with the content that I really want to watch, which is regular videos. And when I see them in my subscription feed, especially like if someone uploads like multiples in one day where it's like filling that up, because I'm still a guy that goes to my subscription page. Maybe you're the, a guy or girl that you just go on YouTube and you look at your like your watch page or whatever, and that's where you see your content. Maybe you have notifications turned on for everything and the notification just pops up and that's where you watch a video. But for me, I, I really do like going through my subscription page and seeing like what I want to watch and the order I want to watch it in. And when I see shorts there, it kind of clogs it up. But I thought, you know, there's things that I would like to do with either TikTok or shorts in terms of short-term content or short-form content. I uh, like doing reviews in that way. I don't like doing Lego reviews, but I like to document the things that I've built. And oftentimes, like, I'll do a live stream where Clark and I are building something and we'll finish it. And I would really love to, for the people that aren't at the stream, be like, hey, guys, I built this thing. Today I built, for example. I don't want to do a, a five minute video on a 10 minute video, 15 minute video telling you all about this thing. I just want to be like, hey, I built this thing. This is what I like about it. This is what I don't like about it. Thanks for watching. Something like that. And I thought, man, that'd be great to do in in like a short short form uh, video style. So I did a poll, which is what I'm, I, I'm finally getting around to. I talked about the episode with Clark being all over the place. I did a poll asking people, if you enjoy short form content, what is... Where is that content found at? Do you like to watch it on TikTok or do you like YouTube shorts? And I assumed TikTok was gonna be like way higher. I thought the vast majority would say TikTok, but I was surprised to find that I think last time I checked it, there was about 500 responses and 87% of people said that they prefer YouTube shorts versus TikTok. And I was like, wow, that is, that's kind of crazy, but it makes sense. I mean, I asked the question on YouTube, which is a, a platform people obviously love. Maybe maybe you're one of them. I certainly am. And it's nice for people. And this is what I found out through like Patreon and uh, why I switched over to YouTube memberships. Many people don't like leaving the platform. They don't like the inconvenience of leaving the place that they, I, they ideally or intentionally came to, which is YouTube. And I think that YouTube Shorts is probably evidence of that and why my audience likes YouTube shorts so much more than TikTok, at least, you know, a factor of nine to one or so. 
So I thought, okay, maybe I'll delve into this. I'm not 100% go on this because I do like just making regular videos. But in cases like something that I just want to show or something really quick, it'd be fun just to make a little short and see what happens. It's not like I don't have any strategy behind this, like trying to like generate new new viewers or subscribers or making piles of money or whatever that is. It's just a way for me to do the thing that I've pledged to do and I continue to do after all these years, which is to share my Lego I must said creating journey. I guess it's a little bit my Lego collecting journey. It's been a while since we've done that intro. We need to get back into that. I know some of you guys, maybe you've been here long enough to remember. We used to say that every day. We used to do an intro that was like, welcome back. If you're new here, my name's Greg and this is Clark and Brickitect is the channel where we share our Lego collecting journey every day. And Clark man would make a big thing of it. And it was a lot of fun. We need to bring that back. So I, I, I kind of miss it, but now we're just like, Hey, welcome to the Brickitect studio. And we get into it. Ah, oh, memories. But back to the whole short form thing. Apparently, Lego people aren't huge fans of TikTok is what I've learned. So we're just going to let that one go. Just don't even worry about it. And for me, I don't want, I really don't even want TikTok on my phone because it's just like a temptation. And then again, you get into it and you. this would be a great thing to comment on if, you, if you're thinking about commenting for next week because we could have a great conversation on this. How do you feel when you're done watching TikTok? Do you feel like you accomplished something? Maybe, maybe I'm just in the wrong corner of TikTok. I don't even know. Like, apparently, like what I, what TikTok thinks that I like, and maybe I do, they show me all kinds of NBA videos, basketball videos, and I enjoy them. Like I watch more of them and they're probably like, okay, this is what this guy wants. But when I'm done, I'm just like, okay, I didn't like, I didn't really gain anything from that. Maybe that was entertaining, but I want to like, I want to develop a relationship with, with somebody as weird as that sounds. Like I, that's the content that I like. I like, I like people and like knowing what they're doing and like getting inspired by the things that they enjoy or the things that they're sharing. And I, I find people like that and I just like, I just like love it. So YouTube is my place. TikTok isn't. I'm glad that you guys feel the same way. And uh, don't be surprised, I suppose, if there's a short that pops up here and there. I don't want to pummel you with those, but it could be a cool way to do to do reviews or whatever, or either that, or I'll just stack them all up and be like, Hey, this is all, these are the five sets that I built over the last week or month week that would be great backlog would be destroyed uh here's my thoughts on them in rapid succession maybe we'll do that too i don't know just experimenting with things uh, i always you know this is a business for me technically even though i don't treat it as such but it's always good to be kind of reflecting and thinking about okay where have i been where am i at where am i going what are the things that's working what's not working and clark man's jumping around upstairs i don't know if you can hear it uh, and you just just figuring things out. And those polls are a huge help with that. So if you do have a YouTube channel and you have any audience at all, even if you have 10 people that watch your channel, do a poll, be like, Hey, what, what do you guys want to see? But don't, this is my advice to you as a, as a video creator. If you are one, don't only do the thing that your people want to see, because if that's all you're doing it for, and it's not something that you really love or you're passionate about, you're going to get burnt out real quick and not want to do videos anymore. So you really got to follow your heart. Like if you say you did a, uh, a top 10 video or something and that blew up and you're like, man, I got to make more top 10 videos. And you keep doing that. And you're like, dude, I hate top 10 videos, but that's what your audience expects. That's a tough spot to be in. But I've learned on this channel that you can't always cater to the audience you currently have. And I always use this as an example. Back when I used to make videos solo and I brought Clark Man on, people hated Clark Man. They, they did not want a kid on my Lego channel, but I was like, 
this is my life, dude. This I'm sharing my Lego collecting journey. And at the current moment, that involves my son. And those people that didn't like Clark, man, they're long gone. And then the people that came along that enjoy seeing what we're doing, they're here. And that's the audience that I care about. I don't care about those other people. If they want to come back someday, they certainly can. But uh, doing something like what I do is, tends to be kind of polarizing. You know, uh, it's, it's very different from most Lego channels. And I'm okay with that because my thoughts are, if you can't do something better, which at least in my opinion, I don't think I can. I'm never going to be the best Lego reviewer. I'm never going to be the best Lego news guy. I'm never going to be in the land. I'm never going to have early access to everything. I'm never going to buy every Lego set in the, in the store or whatever the day it comes out. I'm never going to be the first, the best, but what I can be is myself and be different and share that in an authentic way. And if there's people that like to see that, that's great because that's my audience. So that's that's how I felt, and I'm sure I've talked about that before here, but I like to always mention that because there, I know there are people out there that aspire to have a YouTube channel and maybe are discouraged because you feel like, man, what do I have to offer? You know what you have to offer? And I'm, I'm not going to get emotional. You have yourself, and that's the most important thing. Shoot, we're back in Missing Pieces, baby. <laughs> Episode 93. Laugh and cry with Greg as he uh, encourages you to do something that you're probably have no interest in doing, but I try guys. I try. Anyways, let's go on to the next topic here. That one. Ooh, okay. I thought, man, I was like this week, I don't really have anything to talk about. That's my final last words that I say, or famous last words that I say every time that I jump on to do a missing pieces episode. And then an hour later, I'm like, Oh, it turns out I did have something to say. Let's talk about Cody's birthday. My beautiful wife has, his. she's aged another year, like a fine wine. I won't say how old she is, but, uh, She's now as old as I am, so you can do the math on that for the next four months at least. And Tuesday was her birthday, and we didn't do anything like massive. Like we're again, this week was kind of just our chill week. We got a cake at the grocery store, and uh, I got some. I'm I'm going to be taking over the cooking duties here once Cody goes back, Mrs. Brickitect, by the way, once she goes back to school. And I want to experiment with some new meals and trying different ways to cook, specifically a slow cooker or a crock pot, as it's known in some circles. And I would love the idea of making something that can like cook all day. And then when she gets home, we can eat it for dinner and then maybe have like leftovers the next day or have it for dinner or whatever the case is. She could take it for lunch. I could have it for lunch. I just love the idea of like the investment in, into uh slow cooker cooking where you you chop up things and you put it in there and let it cook all day and your house smells amazing. So I was looking at some recipes and I suggested this one recipe. Uh, it was a, a shrimp boil, I think is what it was. And the ingredients, it was actually a pretty easy recipe. The ingredients were shrimp, potatoes, two ears of corn on the cob. There was a yellow onion. And am I missing anything? Should have wrote these things down. I this Tuesday feels like ages ago to me. Uh, old base seasoning. I think there was a couple other little things that you throw in there, but you just kind of you kind of chop everything up. Chop the potatoes up. You chop the onions up. You put some water in there with old base seasoning. You let that cook for like four hours. Then you uh, throw your shrimp in there, and along with your cut up corn on the cob, you cut them into like two inch portions. You put it in there. Let that cook for another forty five minutes, and lo and behold, you have yourself a, an amazing dinner. And that evening. Cody's parents came over uh, to hang out with us for a little bit and there was plenty of it. So we offered for them to, to eat. And I was a little nervous because they're like kind of particular about food. And I'm like, dude, I've never made this before. I don't know if it's gonna be good. So I definitely was like, you've been warned, but it turned out really amazing and everybody enjoyed it. There was plenty for everybody, even for the next day there were leftovers. So like my crock pot 
idea or slow cooker idea, I think calling a, a slow cooker a crock pot is very much like calling a, a tissue a Kleenex. I think people use them interchangeably, like, could, could you give me a Kleenex? Uh, but I think that's like a, a name brand, so slow cooker. Uh, so I'm going to be getting into some more recipes of that. I thought that might be something fun to share on Greg's World as I uh, share my, my life over there. And, you know, just something that I'll be doing anyway, so why not make videos about it? You know, slow cooking with a uh, slow cooker. I don't know. Cooking is... I, We'll come up with a name, okay? You got to build the boat first, right? Before it floats. So that turned out really great. And we had cake and ice cream and did all that. Blew out the candles. It was a nice little birthday, even though it wasn't like a, a massive one. But we, it was it was good. So she that's her birthday. Uh, trying to think if there was any other major events that happened. There's really nothing. Like, again, this was just like me editing this week. Getting through content, I'm currently working on getting all of the Ocean City videos out on my vlog channel, but I had footage from like weeks prior to our trip that, again, I didn't do any work on our vacation. I took my computer, but I never got it out, and I have no regrets for doing that, but it was just me getting caught up. And these video edits that I do, it takes me a long time. Like today, for example, I'm putting out, recording this the day before it goes out. I put out a 16-minute video, which I think just finished exporting. It took me about two and a half hours to edit that. You wouldn't think that it would take that long, but what I do is I record pretty much the entire day, and then I try to chop that into like a really concise, like uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter how long it is, but it's usually like 15 minutes ish somewhere in there, and I try to make it like the most like engaging things that happened that day, and the cuts have to be perfect on YouTube, at least in my opinion. So I'm very I'm very perfectionist about that. I would say OCD, but it's not that. It's just trying to be trying to be as good as you can be. So that takes an incredible amount of time, like every day. I look at it like this. For every day that I have a lot of fun, there's another day where I have to sacrifice a good part of the day to like share that fun with everyone else. Like uh, I edited the um, Dutch Wonderland video, which that was, man, that was a long edit because I recorded our entire day there. And maybe somebody out there, I should do a channel where I don't, I just take all the clips and put them all together and just put it out. I wonder if anybody would watch that. It would just be like be like two hours of just footage or whatever. Uh, but it feels good. I look at like, I look at editing as almost like making a sculpture. You have this giant block and you're chiseling it away here and there. And then when you're done with it, you have like this beautiful sculpture that you just made. And you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a little overboard, but that's kind of how I equate it. And then you have this thing that you're happy to share with people and, and proud of that uh, came from like just raw footage and it's pretty pretty cool so that was my week i did end up getting some watch attack in we watched the first episode of marvel's what if uh, which from my understanding not many people like and i'm not sure why i thought it was the animation was really fun this was the episode where uh it was Captain Carter, I guess you would you would call her. Captain America didn't get injected with the serum, and uh, it changes the course of history, obviously. And then Captain America essentially gets put into an Iron Man cost or an Iron Man uh, suit, not a costume, but a like a like a mech almost, and uh, changes the the course of of that uh, generation of Marvel, which I thought was fun. You know, it's it's kind of fun to like pretend. And I I guess if you are a like if you were a comic book guy back in the day. That would have been a really fun thing to get into because you have like these very famous stories. 
of like what how did spider-man come to be how did captain america come to be and then just trying to like flip things up and change them i think the second episode is what if black panther was uh like taken by Yondu and became Star-Lord, which I, I got to watch that, but uh, we haven't had a chance to do that because we've been watching something else on television that I really love, even more than Marvel What If, and that is Lego Masters, but not the U.S. one. I'm very disappointed with the United States version of Lego Masters Season 2 because every time we go to watch it, it seems like it's always a rerun or they just don't have an episode airing. Like It's like once a month there's a new episode, so I'm just like, ah, because we really look forward to that. That's the show that my family all watched together in our favorite show on TV. So what I did is I found Lego Master Season 1 Australia that I'm watching with them. And I downloaded an app called Tubi. It's T-U-B-I. And it's available on there for free. There are some ads in it. That, and uh, it's it's a good experience. Like I really like the Australian version of Lego Masters. I like the judge much better than the judges that we have here in the United States, but I don't like the host that much. He's kind of just like a bumbling idiot, uh, which Will is kind of like that as well, but I don't know. I just kind of like Will better as a host. I almost feel like the show would be better off if the judge guy, which I think his name's Brickman is what they always call him. It'd be better if he just did the whole thing, but he's like a very honest judge and he, he critiques you and gives you some very honest feedback if he doesn't like it. I feel like sometimes the judges for the United States version, they're like a little too nice and then like they, they always, I don't know, it's, they're okay. But I'm, I'm enjoying the Australian version. I like the, the characters that are on the show or the contestants, if you will. And I like the stuff that they've been making. We've watched, I think, four episodes thus far. Uh, there is some very slight differences. Like the gold brick definitely works out a little differently where you have to turn it in ahead of time and then you don't participate in the challenge from what I saw. So that's kind of different. Whereas in the United States, the gold brick is played at the end when you're like, man, my build sucks. I should probably play this. And then not every show has thus far has been an elimination show either. So that's kind of different. But if you're looking for some Lego content to watch and you like Lego Masters, watch the Lego Masters Australia season one. Again, it's on Tubi. You could probably find it elsewhere on the internets as well. Uh, but it's a fun show. It gives you it gives you that opportunity to watch something. You can you can binge it if you want to. You can watch more than one episode. You don't have to wait a month for the next Lego Masters to come out. And uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed if you like Lego Masters, which I hope you do, because I want that show to be around for a long time. So uh, even if you don't like it, uh, go turn it on your TV. So hopefully there's a way of tracking that and we can we can make it uh, go to season three, because I was very worried with season two. I didn't think it was going to happen after like a year and a half had gone by. I was like, oh, shoot. And like that show and Clark Mann would always get super inspired by it. Like anytime they'd build something on the show, then he was like wanting to build that. And to me, that is a sign of good content, you know? And we were talking about content earlier, like TikTok content. I never felt like inspired after getting off of TikTok. I felt inspired when I watched Lego Masters though. So, you know, the, the type of content, the length of the content you watch, all that's very important. And uh, you, you should try to realize that your time is valuable. Even if you think it's not, and you're just like, well, before I go to bed tonight, I'll watch an hour of TikTok flipping through thousands of little videos or whatever. Think about how you really want to use that time. I've been using my time now. I, I considered like starting to watch movies instead of videos at night uh, before I go to bed, like movies that I couldn't really watch with the family because they're a little too violent. And that's what I did this week. I decided that I would watch the movie or film, if you will, uh, 1917, which is uh it's an incredible, it's incredibly shot film of these two guys that are serving in World War One, and they get called in 
to the general's office or whatever to deliver a message to the rest of their their people. I don't know the terminology here. I'm sorry. The, I, I was going to say platoon. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, but they have to deliver a message that they're about to go on a, an attack, but it's a trap. They think that the that Germany is retreating and they're going to attack them, but it's actually a trap. So these guys have like a day or two to get this message to them, or it's going to be 1,600 people are going to get killed, including the guy's brother that's delivering the message. So they go on this quest across enemy lines to go deliver this message. And the the most amazing thing about this movie is the way that it's shot. These shots that they have, you know when people are talking in movies, how it'll go from like this guy's face and then it'll go to this guy's face, and especially during like fighting scenes, like it's really fast like cuts because they can't actually film it in one take. This whole movie is like one take. It's amazing. Like they're showing these guys like going through the, like the, the I want to say bunker. I guess it's like the, the, what it what's it called when like the, the the where they dig in they have like little walls the trench the trenches they're walking through there then they go out and all this stuff happens I'm like as soon as I saw them like was that one shot that was just one shot and they had the camera following them and moving through and all these people are interacting with them on cue it's just it's wild and like the story of of them getting through all of this is amazing dude so if you have a chance to watch it it's called 1917. I watched it on Showtime, which we apparently have for free somehow. I'm probably paying for it. <laughs> I, I didn't even know we had it, but it said like Showtime and I clicked it and it was like, oh, cool. So I watched it on there, but uh, it's it's been out for a couple of years. So you can probably rent it or, or buy it fairly inexpensively if you want to check it out. I also watched another movie based on a recommendation from my mother-in-law. And the movie, this one I can't recommend as highly. This movie is called Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, who is uh, kind of like a deranged um, I, 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 he, he, it's a dude that was, he was divorced and he got, he lost his job and stuff. So he's very upset. The movie starts off with him committing a, a, a murder and like blowing his ex-wife's house up. So you can get an idea of what kind of film this is, which is why I had to watch it solo. But the next shot is of this, this family and they're getting ready for, for school or whatever. And they pull up behind him just sitting at a, like a light and the lady in the car beeps her horn like several times at him. And then he pulls up beside him at the next light and he's like very upset, wants an apology. She doesn't give him one. So then he goes on a rampage after stealing her cell phone when she stops and get gas. She goes on a ramp here. He goes on a rampage going after all the people that she is in contact with to make her like pay. It's, it's pretty brutal, pretty violent. Uh, it's one of those movies that you, keep seeing all the stupid things that the person does to get themselves into more and more trouble with the bad guy. And you're just like, don't do that. Don't do that. And then they go do it. And you're like, don't do that. Then they go do that. So you've been warned. It's all, it's called unhinged. It's on Amazon prime. You might want to give it a watch, but it's like, what I learned from it is be very careful out there on the highways, guys. You you don't know what someone is going through in their life. So, you know, somebody cuts you off or they're at a red light too long or whatever the case is, just let it go because people are crazy. People are like, you know, you just don't know. You don't know if that, what that person's going to do. They might follow you. I see videos on Reddit all the time, like people that like break check you or they try to like run you off the road. Like it's just some wild stuff. So if you're a driver or a passenger or whatever you are in a car, just be patient, let things go, and don't 
don't incite people to to take revenge against you, even if it's just something silly or minor. And I've I've heard stories of this, which I won't share here because I know there's kids listening and stuff. And like I, I saw this one story that was a few months ago that like really broke my heart of what happened to this woman, particularly her child after they got into an altercation with someone out there. So don't do it. And I shared a story a long time ago of of something like this too that you. I guess the moral of it is you just don't know what people are going through and it could be the final straw. It could be it for them. And that's, that's all it takes. So anyways, let's move on from that. Let's go into gamer tech news. It's all everything I watched. Although I did start a movie. I wasn't going to really talk about it because I haven't finished it yet. Uh, it's called knowing starling starring starling starring Nicholas cage. And the premise of this movie seems really interesting. I just saw the beginning of it before I fell asleep, not because of the movie, but because I was tired. And the premise is, there's this school in 1959 and this girl is, they're doing this time capsule for the school that'll be opened in 50 years. And everyone is supposed to draw a picture of what the future looks like in their minds. And everyone's drawing like spaceships and robots and stuff. And this girl is scribbling all of these numbers down. And then the teacher comes over and like takes these numbers from her. And she's like, you're supposed to draw something. But nonetheless, it gets put into the time capsule, opened up 50 years later by Nicolas Cage's son. And Nicolas Cage ends up looking at this. He works at MIT, so super smart guy. And he deciphers that some of these numbers are dates and the number of people that died on these dates in tragic accidents. And I fell, or I fell asleep right where he made the connection that some of the numbers on there are actually coordinates. So you have the coordinates, latitude and longitude of where this tragic accident happens. You have the date that it happens and then the time. And it goes all the way like from the time of when, when the girl was alive in the fifties, all the way to the present and Nicholas Cage's time of 2009, I suppose, and into the future beyond that. So it looks like it's going to be really intense and interesting. Again, it's, it's, it's a violent movie, so don't watch it with kids. Or if you're a kid, I wouldn't recommend watching it, but I'm curious to see where it goes. And I will definitely report back on that um, next week. Now that we've got television and film news covered, let's talk about some gamer tech news. This week I did something that I wasn't planning to do, but came up, and I'm not even really sure how I found out about this. I think maybe Ryan told me about it, but Call of Duty was doing a new reveal, like a live event reveal on the game that's coming out this November called Call of Duty Vanguard. And Call of Duty Warzone specifically is a game that I tried playing in the past. I, I actually deleted it because I determined that being that I don't put 20 hours a day into this game, I'm never going to be good at it because you're competing with these people that literally this is like what they do. They do nothing but play Warzone, which is, it's a battle royale game where they essentially, it's like, think of Fortnite. They drop everybody into this map and then you have to be the last per person to survive in an ever shrinking world, forcing everyone together and, and killing each other. And Ryan convinced me to download this. So I was like, okay, I, I did. And then um, when I got on the next day to see like when it started, he actually sent me an invite to play with him. So I played a quick game with him and then we jumped in and did the, the, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, the event. And it was, it was pretty fun. There was like, it's set in World War II. So you go from like present day to, you know, 1940s, I'm assuming. And I think it's set... It's in Verdansk, I think is what the what the town was. And there's this train that's coming through that has all this armor and stuff on it and turrets on the top and you'll have to destroy it. But there's these really cool set pieces with all these planes flying overhead and you're running through this town. And it was, it was pretty darn cool and it definitely got me excited about this year's Call of Duty, which I might get into. Uh, even though I know I shouldn't, it's sort of like this whole episode seems to be about like content and if it's 
if it's worth the time invested. And as much as I enjoy watching people like Ryan or people that are really good at Warzone play the game, I also feel like when I play it, when I'm done, I'm like, man, that was, I could have been doing something way more productive with that. Or even if it's not productive, just like something else that, that, that would like, I'd have something to show for it. Because again, Call of Duty, Warzone, um, every one of these Battle Royale games, Apex, Fortnite, they're all just like the lottery system that I was describing earlier. It's a situation where you're going to jump, you're going to drop in. You don't know, like you may know where you're going to drop potentially occasionally, but you don't know what you're going to find, how it's going to work out, where everyone else is going to be, what the outcome is going to be. And that mystery and the the potential of a, of a win and the very real possibility of a loss makes you like excited about it. And it's like that gambling mindset where this could be the time that I win it. And if it's not, I'm just going to play again. And if it is, I'm on a hot streak. So I'm going to play again and I'm just going to keep playing again and playing again and playing again. And that's, man, that's now that I think about it, like that is really how entertainment and social media is set up these days. It really wants to draw you in. It's, it knows how your brain works. Because believe it or not, like we're, we're not like the super intelligent beings that we think we are. Like our brains work in a very particular way that a lot of intelligent people have worked for these companies to figure out how to manipulate that. And I guess part of the part of the battle is realizing you are being manipulated. And, you know, maybe you're OK with that. And it's not a huge deal if you are. It's not like you're being brainwashed or anything. But, man, it, it, just know that they can get you, whether it be, you know, your, your favorite social media site or or a game or whatever it is. Um, people want your attention. They want your time. They want your money, ideally. And they, they have very, very good ways to get that from you. So you, you've been warned. Advice to myself as well. There's some advice to tech. Uh, that was the first game that we played this week. Other new game that we played this week, I actually have right here beside me. This is called Sackboy, a big adventure for PlayStation 5. This is the first PlayStation 5 game that I purchased. I've owned my PlayStation 5 since February, I think. I bought it solely because it was really hard to get talk about being manipulated it was like impossible to get and then like there was this drop on walmart and i kept trying kept trying kept trying i've tried multiple times and i finally got one and i've been playing games that you could play on playstation 4 we're playing minecraft and lego worlds like mostly like older games but this is a game that i was like okay let's let's uh, pick this up i got it for 20 dollars. i think it was an amazon prime to add like a, a coupon and then it was on sale and I got this game specifically because it's a great co-op, couch co-op game for Clark and I to play. If you don't know what Sackboy A Big Adventure is, it's essentially a follow-up to Little Big Planet, where you play as this little character. He's super cute in this colorful world. And then you go through these levels and try to, I guess, get to the end and uh, collect things along the way. One of the fun things to do in the game is that you can decorate your character with various outfits, which becomes a lot of fun. And Clark and I played this for the first time yesterday on our gaming channel live for about two hours and had a blast with it. So thus far, after two hours into the game, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I would highly recommend it if you have a kid that maybe is just getting into video games or maybe is Clark's age, like six or so. Uh, I'll have a blast with it, but I don't think this could be limited to just children. You could you could play it as an adult. Maybe you have another adult in your household that you would like to play with. It plays up to four players. So assuming you have enough controllers, which I did buy a second PlayStation 5 controller, I got a black one. Uh, you you could go crazy with this game and have a blast. Think think of it like uh, a little bit like Mario, um, the 2D version. And um, yeah, I, I think it was great. And I'm looking forward to playing that again with him. But that was something that we got into in my first PlayStation 5 game. And a series or a system that I wasn't really intending to do 
physical discs anymore. I mainly just wanted to do digital because I, I've never been this way in my life. I've always wanted the the physical game because like you actually own it when it's in your hand. Like you hear that? That's something that I own. You can't do that with, with digital. And when that thing is gone, it's gone. But it sure is convenient. And I guess what, what's kind of convinced me of it is, you know, you think of like, I don't ever plan to buy another movie again in my life, like a physical like DVD or Blu-ray. I'll never do that again. Uh, Netflix has kind of convinced me like you, everything's just on there. And Xbox, the reason I really love Xbox this generation is Game Pass. You can play all kinds of stuff and you don't actually own anything. It's just kind of like a rental type thing. I really like that. And I like not having to switch disc and dealing with that and then storing this and keeping it somewhere and then holding on to it forever. It just seems like way more convenient. So I've kind of switched uh, sides on that debate and am now leaning more towards digital. But I do have this as a physical game and it's enjoyable. I'll report back on it next week. We'll probably have some more gameplay into that this week as well. Um, but that takes me to the final, uh, I guess, thoughts of, of this week. And this is something I was thinking about last night. I was perusing YouTube and I was looking at someone's channel and I saw how many videos, like it actually said how many videos they have uploaded. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I wonder how many I have uploaded. And I wasn't really sure how many I, that was, but I looked at Brickitect and it turns out that I have uploaded over 1800 videos to this channel. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. But I guess when you're doing this daily, and for many years I was uploading every day, that, you know, 365 days a year, you do that for three years, turns into a lot of videos. And then I looked at Greg's World, and that one's also about 1,800. And then Brickitech Live had about 370. So I'm about 4,000 videos into this. Plus I have a whole bunch that are on my gaming channel. A lot of them are unlisted or private. So I don't know if they count those at all, but I would say that I've clicked that upload button more than 4,000 times in my life. And it gave me this really cool idea. I was thinking about how neat it would be. You know how you ha your computer typically has like a webcam on it, like on a laptop? I really wish that they would have taken a photo of me every time I clicked the button. I know this is like super invasive in your privacy or whatever, but you, you ever see those videos where someone takes a picture of themselves every day for like 10 years, 20 years? I think Noah is the guy's name that he did it like a long time ago. And I was like, amazed by this video because you see him like changing his hair is getting longer he has a beard it goes away it was really fascinating and I thought man what I would give to have 4,000 photos of myself clicking that button from 2011 until now it'd be 10 years of photos and it'd be like in all these changes it'd be so darn cool and uh, it's one of those like really long-term investment type things that doesn't pay off for a long time but it'd be pretty neat but nonetheless I have uh, I've somehow amassed 4,000 videos online and I just think about like we're talking about editing earlier and I was thinking about how many hours I must have spent editing myself and things that I'm doing and putting that on the internet is, is crazy. But, you know, it's like one of those things, I guess if you do something enough, eventually it, it pans out and you might get one successful video out of 4,000 or whatever. And I feel pretty lucky to have a couple of them. So that was my, uh, my, uh, thought of the week, I guess. I don't know if that's going to be a segment, but it's just something I'm, I'm thinking about. It's like shower thoughts or whatever, where you just kind of like are contemplating things and you're like, oh, you know, that's, that's kind of a kind of interesting concept. Uh, but that takes us to the actual final segment of this episode. And that is listener feedback. Again, we just had a few comments uh, because the video was live and I did a lot of discussion in that, that last stream with everyone. Uh, but the first comment came from Whiting, which if you combine together, it's waiting says, hey, Greg, new fan here. I really like the way your shot looks and the way your stream sounds. Do you have any videos or listings on what camera gear you use? Sorry if this is asked often. No, never apologize for asking a question. 
I have changed my stuff up quite a bit, but for these, for what you're seeing right now, I'm using a Sony A6400 camera, and I'm using a Sigma 16 millimeter 1.4 lens. And the reason I like this setup is because the camera does a great job. It has clean HDMI out. Like when I'm looking at the screen, which is right above the camera, it has all this stuff on the screen. Like I can see it's flashing various things. It shows all the status and stuff. You don't see that in the shot if you're watching this. Also, the lens I'm using, while it is kind of an expensive lens, I think it's maybe $400 or something like that, it lets a lot of light in. So even if I have, like I have one blind open here, everything else is kind of closed up. If I close that, you would still be able to see fairly decently. <coughs> I'm allergic, sorry. I'm allergic to camera talk. Um, but it also gives you a nice blurry background. It doesn't that separation that you see there feel kind of cool. Like it doesn't look kind of neat with uh, the stuff that's literally just a few feet from me here. It looks like, you know, even my hand when I move it back there, see how blurry it gets. It's I think pretty darn cool. Uh, so that's that setup. You could get a Sony a6100, which is a little bit cheaper with the Sigma uh, 16 millimeter lens and essentially do the same thing. Uh, but the 6400 is built a little better, better quality. And even though this is just sitting as a webcam, essentially for me, I was thinking maybe someday I would use it for vlogging or whatever. So I spent a little bit extra to get the upgraded version. So that takes care of the video end of things. I had this all running into my computer and um, I'm using OBS to record this right now. But the, the the microphone that I'm using is a Blue Yeti microphone, and I, I find that this sounds really good. I have two of them, actually. I have one above me right here that's kind of coming into the shot that I keep out of the shot, but I've used that for missing pieces before, and it's being a little bit further away. I don't think it sounds nearly as good, so I try to get this as close to my mouth as I can, and hopefully because of that, this sounds decent. So it's a Blue Yeti. I want to say that it's like $200, maybe less now. It's been years since I've bought my two microphones, but... Um, but I like it, and I feel like it, it does a nice job. This is most certainly overkill, whiting or waiting. Um, you don't need all of this. You could literally sit down with your iPhone and make videos or, or whatever you have. You could sit down with your potato and film videos. There's people online that I love their content so much and respect them so much that even if they filmed with like a camera from 1986, I would still watch their content, but you definitely want to like think about your sound. You don't want to like a lot of like loud noise in the background, a lot of hissing and stuff like that. Uh, I would say audio is definitely more important than, than your video. So if you could do anything, get the good microphone and then like just get whatever camera you can get. You don't have to get an expensive one, but I sit down and I do this every single week, even though this, this content that I'm making right now literally makes no money at all. I feel like it's a part of a bigger mission that I have and a part of like the, the other stuff that I do can like can offset this. I do this just because I love it. It's not like missing pieces is is this thing that's like massively generating income. And if I actually ran this like a business or if I had like an advisor that was like looking at the numbers, they would say, Greg, you got to stop doing the podcast. But I would say, no, like this is this is I, I love this. And I know there may not be a lot of people out there in the world, but there are some people out there that really look forward to these episodes. I get messages from them. I get letters in the mail. Um, so I do that. I do this for you guys. And you know, I, I've over the years, I've really put back like any second thoughts that I've had as to whether people actually care, whether this actually fits on this channel, like what is the purpose of this? And I just do it. And I'm just happy to know that every week there's, there's people that really do listen and, and want to know, what's going on in my life, which speaking of that takes us to our, our next comment here. This one's from 
Mr. Jabbo himself, Brixar, and I thought this one was funny. He says, uh, I missed it live. He's talking about last week's episode. As I was literally answering questions about what happened to you. And I actually, I saw the video. He did his like Brixar answer thingy. And he, someone asked him like, what happened to me? Because I haven't been uploading lately. And I thought his response to it was fantastic. Like he talked about how I, I'm trying to enjoy summer, which I am. And trying to use that time with my family because it doesn't happen all the time. And I, I t- it's good to find balance, which is something that I've struggled historically with. And I, it's okay to take some time off. And he explained, he went on to explain like YouTubers don't owe videos to people, which is something in my mind at, from the other end of it. I had to really get over that. Like I always felt like, man, there's somebody out there today. And I've talked about this before on Missing Pieces that they're going to like this video that I'm making today may be the highlight of their day. This could change the trajectory of their day because maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they got into some road rage or whatever, taking it back to our earlier conversation. And like this video is going to be like the the five minutes or 10 minutes of their day that they're just like, man, that was, that put a smile on my face. And I felt like I got to get this out to that person. But in doing that, I was sacrificing a lot. Like I'd be on vacation editing videos in the hotel room when I shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not good. And it really just like, it got way overboard. So this, I've gone completely the other side. And if there's a week of no Brickitect and people are wondering where the heck happened to me to the point that they're like writing into Brixar asking him what happened to me, which I should, I like the reason I don't like announce it ahead of time is because I don't think it's a good idea necessarily to be like, Hey guys, I'm going to be away from my house for the next week. So, uh, see you later. Cause God knows what kind of crazy people are out there, what people could do. Um, so I don't like to announce it, but if I do, if you don't see a video, don't worry about me. Everything's fine. I'll be back and things will continue as they always do. But uh, great response on that. Bricks are, I think you did a great job with that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was a lesson for me and, and I guess maybe for others out there that, you know, this is just, this is just like a hobby for most people. And, you know, you can't always be making content all the time because it, it, it wears down on you a little bit occasionally. And he's a guy that does daily videos and I'm sure that's, that's the case for him on occasion too. Like, oh man, I got to do this. But when you have, you have to wear a new shirt every day and you got a video to make, sometimes the, the goal takes precedence and I, I can respect that a lot. Next one comes from a repeat, repeat offender. This is Jedi Lego arts. And I said it right this time, uh, in reference to my claw machine incident that I think you'll see tomorrow, assuming this comes out around the same time as the vlog that I'm putting out, you'll see what, what this comments is referencing, but it's about me putting a whole bunch of money into a claw machine, hoping for that one strong pull, because we all know that claw machines or grabber machines are total scams. Uh, it says, Hey, ha, the claw machine scenario is like waiting for a bus where I live. I've waited for 40 minutes for this bus. I'm in it till the end. I'll die of hypothermia before I leave this roadside. Two hours later, three buses pull up. Yeah, that's that's how I felt. Only I left empty-handed. Spoiler alert. But yeah, <laughs> that's what it felt like. You got 10 bucks in a machine. You're like, this next pull is going to be the one. This is going to be the one that actually has enough um, grip to pull up the thing that I'm trying to get. No, that's not how they make money. The next one and final comment comes from the Nerd Abides, who is also a previous commenter. says, I really like Clark's car mocks. Very amazing for his age, watching the stream after the fact. Yeah, Clark was sharing some mocks that he made, uh, in particular a Super Mario car that he built, like a Mario Kart. And 
I agree. Like I'm impressed with some of the things he comes up with. And I feel like it's my job as his dad to encourage those things and give him the, the pieces that he needs to build cool stuff. And he, from what I understand, outside of the, the world of Minecraft, the sets that he loves the most, the theme that he loves the most, he really enjoys building his own stuff out of Lego. So who knows? Maybe Clarkman will be a mock builder as he gets older. Maybe he'll be like the next JK Brickworks, which would be incredible because he's like my favorite designer. And um, you just never know where the world can take you. So uh, my job, as always, is to encourage not only my son, but you, that if you have something you want to do, there's something out there that you want to get speaking from personal experience. I feel like if you work hard enough at it and you have realistic expectations and know how hard you have to work to get there, I think you can do it. And I'm here to encourage you in, into that world. And uh, if you ever need someone uh, to talk to or anything, that's what I'm here for. So on that guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of missing pieces back to the norm. Again, if there's anything that you would like to discuss next week or anything you'd like to discuss from this week, I'd love to hear from you as, as listener feedback to me is I think one of the coolest parts of the episode and the more, the merrier is what I've found. Um, but yeah, on that, hope you have a great rest of your week, make it the best week of your life, achieve the things that you're trying to do and take little steps towards it if you can. And as always, we'll find you in the next missing pieces.